Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Fessionals Football Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined in studio, as always, by my co-host and good friend, the Fantasy Fessional himself, Jeremy Butterball Van Curen. Butter, how are we doing this evening, bud? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm glad you're here, man. So we're, we're kind of, uh, I guess, uh, mucking our way through the, uh, the the bogmire that is the election and all the crazy shit that's kind of going on there, Butter. Uh, and, but we've got some action on. we got some college football on the big screen there. So we're watching Ohio and Central Michigan uh, play right now, 27-20 in the third quarter. So we got football on, uh, and let's let's try to take the uh, take our <coughs> listeners down the next 45 minutes to 60 minutes, and take our minds off this uh, this election nonsense, and talk a little bit about the NFL and talk some fantasy football. You ready for that, man? Yes, sir. All right, well, let's do it, brother. But before we get into it, as always, we got to show some love to our sponsor, and of course, that's Chalk Sports Bar. Chalk is Oklahoma City's premier luxury sports bar located in Chisholm Creek Plaza at 1324 West Memorial Road. Follow Ben, Chad, and the whole Chalk team on the web at ChalkOKC.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at ChalkOKC. It's the best damn sports bar in Oklahoma, and there's no better place to have a conversation about the NFL and watch all the games on Sundays. Always the favorite, that's Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. It's the best damn sports bar, period. Absolutely. Well, the best damn team, period, in the NFL right now, Butter, has to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steel Curtain. Man, an impressive win. I was dead wrong on this. I had the Ravens. I thought the Ravens were going to kind of knock them from the ranks of the unbeaten. Uh, but just an impressive win on the road by the Steelers against a, a good team, first and foremost, in Baltimore. But a divisional rival, uh, they, they kind of come from behind and, and win this thing 28-24. Uh, but your thoughts, Butter, on the Steelers – Again, I don't know if I'm going to say that they're going to go undefeated, right, Butter? I mean, that, that's that's probably a, a, a bridge too far, but they're pretty damn good, aren't they? Yes, sir. I mean, it was a it was a really really good exciting game. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson had a had a chance to uh, to win the game. Yeah, threw a pass into the end zone. But right? yeah. man, I mean, like it was a good thrown ball, but <laughs> it was thrown into like. Triple coverage. So, I mean, um, the the guy didn't – I mean, I think he threw it to Willie Sneed, and, I mean, he just didn't have a chance to make it. I mean, like I said, the the, the ball was uh, – would have been a great throw if uh, there wouldn't have been all those guys around him. But that's the read that he had. That's what he thought was going to be the best play uh, to to get the Ravens a win, and, I mean, they just couldn't do it. Um, but, you know, I mean, Big Ben, those guys, I mean – they made the plays that they needed to to win this ball game, and you know, I mean, hats off to the Steelers, man. I mean, only undefeated team in the NFL. Yeah, and I think I think fourteen and two, fifteen and one is in play for this squad, butter. Because you, you look at their schedule, kind of moving forward, uh, they they have our hapless Cowboys this coming Sunday. So I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to get to uh, to eight and zero whenever it's all said and done. Yeah. Uh, but they they have the Ravens again at home. That'll be a tough game, uh, and then they play at Buffalo, I think, in a few weeks as well. And that won't be an easy game as well. But all the other games on their schedule, they're going to be prohibitive favorites in those, and so. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them, man. This team, if they can stay healthy, hell, they might go undefeated, man, because they, they've they've kind of gone through a, a, a tough part of their schedule, right? They beat the Titans, uh, you know, a week or two ago, a couple weeks ago, I guess, and a super impressive win there. Uh, but, man, they're they're salty. Big Ben looks good. Uh, again, kind of that, 
um, a, a motley crew of a cast of characters there, right? Uh, at wide receiver and running back than James Conner. So not, you know, we, we talked about it a few weeks ago, it's not uh, Le'Veon Bell, it's not Antonio Brown, it's not some of the super-duper stars that they had as a supporting cast in past years, but uh, that defense is pretty salty. Uh, T.J. Watt, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, they, they're they they're pretty good, man. And Mike Tomlin, probably one of the better coaches in the NFL, yeah, right? And, and, yeah, I mean, and a game that the Steelers had to – had to come back in. I mean, they were down 17-7 to at the half. Uh, I mean, props to Mike Tomlin and his staff for making the offensive and the defensive adjustments to come back and win this game and dominate the second half because, uh, you know, I mean, the Ravens kind of dominated the first half. I mean, I mean, per yeah, se. Yeah, they did. But, they were the better team the first but half. But the Steelers yeah. really dominated the second half. I mean, offensively and defensively. No, impressive win there uh, for sure. And we'll we'll keep an eye on the Steelers. Like I said, we're going to have to we're going to keep a close eye on them this this coming Sunday, butter as they they take on our Dallas Cowboys. But uh, maybe maybe uh, uh, have to to look at them more than what we want to. But they're they're legit, man. They're they're a really good football team. I was super impressed by that win. You know, the other other end of the spectrum, butter uh, that of the New England Patriots. Again, have lost five in a row. Uh, they lose a close one to divisional rival Buffalo uh, this weekend, 24-21. Patriots are driving. Uh, so they're already in field goal range late in the fourth quarter. They may have a chance to score a touchdown and win this game. Cam Newton fumbles. Um, Buffalo coughs recovers. Yep, coughs it up. Uh, Buffalo takes a knee, runs out the clock. Big win for the Bills. Uh, but are the Patriots, are they, are they are they done now at 2-5? and five? That's probably too many losses to overcome, right? Yeah, I mean, I would say that they're done uh, for this season. Cam Newton, I mean, you, you kind of got to feel bad for that guy. I mean, because he wants to win, and, and I mean, he's he's really trying. He really is. Uh, but, I mean, they've kind of been bitten with the injury bug as well this year. I mean, and plus, you got to think, I mean, they lost a lot of players from from last year. But, um, yeah, a lot of guys opt out, too, yeah, due to COVID early. Out, yeah, yeah, due to yeah, COVID. Back in August. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, Cam Newton, I mean – Probably trying to do too much, um, and man, it just costs him. I mean, he's a he's a hell of a competitor. I mean, um, you just have to hold on to the ball. But I mean, you you that's just the kind of uh, player that he is. I mean, he was trying to trying to win the game, and I mean, it ends up costing him. So I mean, you got you got to feel bad for him. So. Yeah, and in the Patriots again, they started off you know really good the first two weeks, right? Well, two and zero, uh, win those two games, uh, Cam you know, gets COVID and he's out for a few weeks and they just haven't seemed to kind of, they kind of lost their mojo uh, to a certain degree uh, and just haven't been able to get, get back on track uh, after that. And so, yeah, uh, you got to think that Buffalo, they're probably the team to beat uh, in the AFC East now. And uh, they've looked pretty, pretty good. A good young uh, team there. And uh, uh, Josh Allen at quarterback and uh, Stefan Diggs and uh, Singletary at running back and can play good defense too. So they will be fun to watch, but the other team, in the AFC East, the second-placed team, if you will, in the AFC East, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa wins his NFL debut uh, this weekend over the Los Angeles Rams, uh, 28-17. to But he was helped quite a bit by his defense and his special, special teams, teams right? Yes. So you get a, get a defensive uh, touchdown, you get a special team, a punt return or kick return, I can't remember now. Uh, but you know, how about Tua winning his NFL debut uh, for the Dolphins on Sunday uh, afternoon, bud? Well, I mean, after the first half was over, I mean, the Dolphins were kind of on coast mode, you know. I mean, uh, Tua didn't have to didn't have to make a lot of offensive plays, you know. I mean, uh, I, I think I would be surprised and shocked if he actually threw for 
over 150 yards, you know, I mean, but like, like you said, I mean, their, uh, their defense and their special teams, I mean, had return touchdowns and that was the difference in the game. I mean, uh, you know, Jared Goff, I mean, he threw a lot of, a lot of passes in that game, but you know, I mean, it didn't turn into a lot of points. I mean, the Dolphins were just in the right place at the right time. And I mean, the Dolphins played a really, really good defensive game plan and, um, it showed against the Rams. <laughs> yeah, I think the Dolphins, I think they're one year away. I think next year they're going to be a really, really good football team. You know, kind of give them young. one. I mean, yeah, they're, they're really young. young. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they had that weird moment uh, to where, you know, last year they kind of thought that they were blowing it up, right? They traded away Laramie Tunzel. They traded away Minka Fitzpatrick to the uh, to the Steelers and, you know, got a bunch of draft picks and kind of used them wisely, I guess, to a certain degree. You have to say that. Uh, the uh, the head coach down there, is it, is it Flores? Yes. Uh, what, yeah. Brian Flores. Yeah, yeah. Th- you know, comes from that, uh, I think, Patriot family tree if you will coaching tree if I'm not mistaken and so I think he's going to be a good one I think he's got them headed in the right direction and obviously they got a good quarterback in Tua uh, assuming they can keep him upright and keep him healthy and so uh, that's going to be a fun game to watch this weekend uh, whenever Miami heads out west to take on Arizona and we'll talk about that one here in a moment but a a, a fun fact I mean you you mentioned Laramie Tunsil I was reading this the other day so uh, the Dolphins had drafted him and then they traded him to Ole Miss right yes they traded him to the Texans okay well, so in 2021, the Dolphins, um, you know, have their first and second round pick, which, you know, I mean, they're four and three right now. It's probably going to be middle of the pack, um, I would say. But then in that trade, they got the first and second round pick from the uh, Texans. Texans yeah. So, I mean – the one win Texans right now, yeah, right? So, so one I mean, and six. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, I understand what they're trying to do. I mean, they want to make sure that Tua is going to be the right guy to uh, to help rebuild this franchise and be the guy going forward. So, I mean, it sucks for Ryan Fitzpatrick because, you know, I mean, he he led him to a three and three uh, record. I mean, he really didn't do anything wrong with the, especially with the players that he he had around him. But you know, I mean, the Dolphins. I mean. They drafted uh, two as a top 10 draft pick. They have to kind of see if they're going to have to go after a quarterback in, in next year's draft. So, I mean, I, I understand it. I mean, it sucks for it sucks for Fitzpatrick. But, I mean, I, I have two in one of my fantasy leagues. I mean, I think he's going to be an exciting player to watch. I mean, he's just not there yet. Yeah, another, another year of seasoning, and, and the Dolphins might be able to compete uh, with the Bills, and uh, we'll see what happens with the Patriots, right? Uh, as we kind of alluded to earlier, they might be ready to blow it up as well. So Definitely not going to be the Jets. No, nah, <laughs> no, nah, I think the Jets are still going to be down. I think they're they're more than a year away. They might, <laughs> they might be a century away <laughs> before they get good. But, uh, you know, another interesting game, or a fun game to watch from an entertainment standpoint, I guess, Butter, uh, because it went to overtime, uh, was that of the uh, Saints and the Bears, right? So New Orleans wins this one 26-23 in overtime. But, man, we had, we had some dudes throwing dukes at one another, you know, Know, kind of a fight breaking out here again people punching someone punching a guy with a helmet which is still kind of Egg silly Ridge. to me <laughs> yeah it just uh, doesn't make any sense but yeah kind of a crazy game here uh you know i still don't know if either one of these teams are any good i know they both have winning records uh but not super impressive from an offensive standpoint i know the bears defense is really really good uh but you know your thoughts on saints and bears are, are either one of these teams good butter with the uh the players that the saints have right now i mean you got to think that they're missing Michael Thomas, which has really, really hurt them. Emmanuel Sanders has also been uh, on the COVID list. So, I mean, the, the the players that the Saints have right now, I mean, uh, 
as the year goes on and they get these players back, I mean, I think that the Saints will will be better than what they have shown the first seven weeks. Uh, the Bears, you know, I mean, they've been competitive. They've been real competitive. I mean, they're probably the worst five and three team that there is in the NFL right now. But um, one of the things watching the Saints game, their receivers that they have right now, if you take out Emmanuel Sanders and they, you take out uh, Colston, or not Colston, but uh, Michael Thomas, uh, the receivers that they have right now, I think the, their leading receiver had caught 66 balls like in the first two to three years. So, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of wondering, you know, I mean, if they're down that many receiver spots, why not line up uh, Latavius Murray and have dual running backs in there, line Jared Cook up, you know, I mean, um, get your best playmakers where they're going to be making plays. Because, I mean, if you have uh, young wide receivers that aren't proven and you want to throw the ball, you definitely want your pass-catching tight end, your pass-catching running backs, guys with experience. I mean, so that was that was one of the things that I – that I kind of took away from that game. And uh, as I was sitting there watching it, I mean, if you, if you don't have your go-to receivers in there, you, you've got a tight end, you've got running backs that got experience, line them up uh, outside and, and throw, throw them the ball, you know? So yeah, was it Taysom Hill, right? It's kind of the yes. all, all yes. everything guy, yeah. kind of the H back yes. or wildcat guy does, does a little bit of everything, but yeah, you're, you're right. And, and what's, what's the deal? What's going on with Michael Thomas, right? So he, I know he was injured and then he was got, ready got, to come back got and got, got in trouble. Yes. Right. And uh, man, it, that was what you go rewind back eight weeks, butter and kind of the preseason podcast that we did, you know, he was kind of my fantasy star, you know, my fantasy pick them guy for the, for the entire season thought he he would be the fantasy MVP and shit that guy hadn't I don't think he's played since week two right so there, there's definitely some weird stuff two, going so, I mean, on yeah but I mean I don't know if it's I mean if he's not healthy I mean if he's uh I mean I, I know he got into like some sort of altercation in practice I mean maybe that's the reason that that he's not back I mean hell he could have COVID who knows I mean but they're just not saying much I mean the only thing that I've got out of it is whenever you look at him on the website whoever you uh you use for your fantasy deal it just says that he's out so. yeah, yeah uh kind of a weird weird situation because the guy you can't deny his talent i mean he's he's arguably you know the best wide receiver in the nfl whenever yeah, he's playing he's healthy yes, yeah. uh and yeah he he brings a different dynamic uh, ability to stretch the field uh and obviously has been drew Brees' favorite target over the last few years right averaging over 100 100 receptions per year uh, i think the last two or three seasons if i'm not mistaken so uh yeah definitely uh lacking uh, some dynamism there in that offense without him. Uh, in the Bears' offense, Butter, I don't, I don't. They're lacking some some dynamic playmakers as well, right? I don't think they're very good on offense. Uh, I think that defense is pretty pretty salty, uh, but uh, the defense uh, not not so hot, or the offense I should say not so hot. But uh, talking about a team that's not so hot, Butter. We have to talk about our Dallas Cowboys again. It's kind of part. I think it's more. It's therapeutic, maybe cathartic, uh, from my standpoint, is to talk about how shitty our Cowboys are every week on this podcast with you. Again, a putrid performance uh, Sunday night football against the Eagles, and the Eagles didn't play well either. I mean, they turned the ball over four times. The Eagles sucked too. Uh, it's just the Cowboys sucked worse. Uh, you know, kind of a fumble there that gets returned by a touchdown, kind of the backbreaker in that one. But uh, uh, Cowboys lose that one, twenty-three to nine. And I don't know that it was really that close. <laughs> it, uh, I, I, no, it wasn't that yeah, close. I yeah. mean, Ben DiNucci, I mean, he does not look like the answer. Uh, <laughs> I think the Cowboys uh, agreed with that as well because I think the news broke, right, that uh, uh, Garrett Gilbert and Cooper Rush were going to be activated. <laughs> well, I mean, the way that he throws, I mean, I think the Rangers need to sign him up because he throws sidearm. 
You know, I mean, uh, I think he was a seventh round pick. You know, I mean, a kid from uh, Pittsburgh that uh, that transferred to James Madison, I believe, for yeah, that's junior, right. Yeah, James year. Madison. Yeah, um, just a young kid. I mean, but uh, you know, I mean, he just he didn't really look very good running the offense. Um, and I, with the injuries that they've got uh, on the offensive line, I mean. I, I don't think that Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert will do really any better. I mean, they can't run the ball, um, and that's what's that's kind of what's so uh, frustrating is they have all sorts of talent uh, wide receiver wise and uh, running back. And I mean, we have had so many injuries on the offensive line that you cannot uh, can't even run a, a lead to. To go win a game, I mean, like I said, that game was not even as close as the score. I mean, I think it was, it was uh, probably the the Cowboys got their asses kicked, and the twenty three to nine score. I mean, the Eagles outplayed them on both sides of the ball. I don't, I don't understand how we had a lead at halftime. We led that game at half, butter nine to seven. I mean, that was uh, there's probably a lot of people that lost some money on that <laughs> that bet, uh, making your first half bets as to what the spread would be. Uh, so crazy that uh, that the Cowboys actually held a lead at one point because I never, for one moment thought that we were going to win that game. And, and that's how it eventually played out. But, um, again, the Steelers coming to town this weekend, and we'll talk about that game and make a pick on it here in a moment. Uh, with either one of those kids at quarterback, you, you got to think the Steelers are, are in pretty good shape this Sunday, right, to, to improve to 8-0. Uh, man, our, our, the Cowboys, 2020 has hit us all hard, Butter. Uh, but 2020, I mean, the Cowboys have been a microcosm for for the world for the country in general as to just all the if it you know Murphy's law if it can go wrong it's gone wrong for the Cowboys this year and again I think we talked about it on the pod last week they just got to go full tank mode uh just you know pack it in you know you've already got two wins on the board leave it at two go two and 14 get some really really good draft picks out of it uh and then come back ready for 2021 I don't see any other way out of this and I mean don't point. don't put it on I know like if you go two and 14 I mean there's whispers like, I mean, well, I mean, we need to get rid of this this coach or whatever. You know, I mean, uh, looking at this game and looking at the way that the season has uh, transpired for the Cowboys, I mean, they have had a lot of injuries. I mean, one of the one of the things whenever Dak Prescott was healthy and whenever the Cowboys were able to score points, um, it wasn't Kellen Moore. I mean, it was more on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, uh, the, the defense couldn't stop anybody, and now – you know, I mean, maybe just the NFC least is uh, so unpowerful with offense that, um, you know, I mean, the defense looks better. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you want you one of the, one of the first rules of uh, yeah improving your defense is to play shittier offenses, right? That usually helps from that standpoint. So, uh, yeah, it, it's bad. It's bad, uh, and I don't want to talk about it anymore, butter. So I'm, that's enough therapy. Let's move on. Uh, I'll start getting depressed if we talk about awful. the Cowboys anymore. We'll, we'll, so, <laughs> just an awful football team. But you know, kind of recapping some other scores that jump out before we kind of move on and make picks for Week Nine, butter. Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow, they get a big win against the Titans, right? So a uh, kind of a surprising win or surprising loss from the titans perspective they're 31 20 the titans um, are reeling yeah with yeah losses. <laughs> yep yep two in a row there now uh, on their front raiders win in a absolutely crazy windy environment in cleveland right the, the raiders win that one 16 to 6 did you see some of the highlights of that game of the, the kick of the ball and the ball it, was, it looks like one of my tee shots uh out at twin man so that thing just duck hooked because of the wind and stuff but there's some crazy wind in cleveland for that one so you know 
tough loss, ugly loss for Baker Mayfield and the Browns, but the conditions were, were kind of goofy on that one, so maybe that's a one-off and they can scratch that one off and move on. Big win by the Colts, Butter, over the uh, the Lions, 41-21. I think, I think the Colts may be getting good, man. So I think uh, I, I picked them to win the AFC South um, and maybe make some noise in the playoffs, but I think Phillip Rivers – it's kind of starting to get in a comfort zone He's with that. The field, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I think that uh, they may be getting good there. Vikings shocked the Packers 28 22. Oh, Dalvin um, Cook was uh, phenomenal. Oh, dude, in that yeah. Game. Unstoppable in that game. Uh, again, kind of a. It's a divisional game, so maybe we shouldn't be that shocked, right? So these teams are old rivals and have played each other a lot. But um, they wouldn't have expected the Packers to drop one at home uh, against the Vikings with the way the first seven weeks, eight weeks have kind of panned out. So that's a little surprising. Not surprising the Chiefs thumped the Jets, right? So it was 19 and a half, and and you and I were both saying, hey, you should probably lay the points, take the Chiefs in this one. And they cover, and cover easily. Uh, 35-9, the Chiefs probably could have scored you know, 35 more points if they wanted to. But uh, uh, that was an ass kicking. Uh, Broncos win. And, and I was dead wrong. You and I were arguing on this on the pod or off the pod, I guess, last week saying, hey, uh, start the Broncos because this is going to be a low-scoring affair, right? It's going to be an u- ugly game under, under, under. 31-30, tons of points in this one, brother. So I owe you a Coke or maybe a Coors Light on that one. So I was dead wrong about that. Uh, and then out west, a fun game. Seahawks win 37-27 over the 49ers. 49ers, another snake bit squad, right? Garoppolo and Kittles. Maybe out for the season now. They're definitely going to be out for several weeks, it seems like. But uh, Niners just a snake bit franchise there. But uh, uh, any of those games jump out to you, Butter? Anything kind of stands out as we kind of get ready to wrap up week eight and move on to week nine and make our picks there? Well, I mean, I, I'm thinking about the 49ers and the Seahawks. You know, I mean, uh, the Seahawks dominated the, the first, second, and the third quarter of that game. You know, I mean, and then um, Jimmy G, he goes out. Kittle goes out. You know, I mean, the 49ers could have just folded up shop and uh, said, hey, let's just take our ass kicking. But, you know, I mean, they scored 20 points in the fourth quarter with Jimmy G and uh, George Kittle both out for an extended amount of time. I mean, that offense, uh, they're going to turn it over to Nick Mullins, which, I mean, Nick Mullins has not looked really all that bad. Yeah, very Uh, capable. So, I mean, um, but, you know, I mean, it is another loss for the 49ers, I mean, and – once you start racking up losses, I mean, it's hard to to come back from uh, whenever you're down two or three games behind uh, the leader of that conference. So, yeah, yep, absolutely. And the 49ers, I mean, the injuries that they've incurred this season on on par with the Cowboys, perhaps. Right? You think about the guys who have been hurt. Right? It's not just the the amount of injuries, but who uh, it is that, uh, that that's been injured. And for the 49ers, if it's Garoppolo and Kittles. Arguably, they're two most important offensive players. And so, yeah, that that sucks for them. Uh, tough, tough break after getting so close, getting all the way to the Super Bowl and leading for three quarters, <laughs> three and a half quarters almost. Uh, they were so close uh, to winning a Super Bowl this past year and then just been, been snake bit, uh, only other way to uh, to put it. But um, One of the weird things, you know, I mean, as you look back at, like, the box scores and you look back at, like, uh, the matchups for every NFL team, I mean, a lot of guys, I mean, whether it be covid uh, related issues or uh, whether it be injury issues. I mean, a lot of teams are down to the, their second or third string uh, running back quarterback. So, I mean, it's it's kind of been a wild, wild year. I mean, uh, I would have never thought that uh, DJ Dallas running back from Miami would be like the yeah. go-to guy Hurricane. like in uh, yeah. C- the for, for the Seahawks right now. But that's just kind of the, 
the, the, the stage that we're in with all of the, uh, the injuries and the COVID related cases that are going on. So, uh, makes it kind of for an exciting, weird brand of football this year. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Well said butter. Well, moving on to week nine, man, we gotta, we gotta start off with Thursday night football as always, butter and two teams that we just talked quite a bit about Packers, a three-point favorite heading out west to take on those 49ers in Nick Mullins. Uh, presumably, he's going to be the starting That's quarterback there. Fun, yep. Yeah. Uh, total in this one, 51, 51 and a half, depending upon the book. Um, any lean, any feel to this one, Butter? So, uh, Aaron Rodgers heading back out west, right? He was a Cal guy. Uh, so, heading back out to the Bay Area. Uh, again, they're coming off a, a, a surprising loss to division rival uh, Minnesota. Uh, but Packers, again, three-point favorite, heading out to San Francisco. Uh, your thoughts on this one, Bud? Well, it looks like. Well, that, I say that yeah, the lines yeah. went up. Now you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it, it right. It looks like that 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 point spread's kind of kind of going up. I think but, some um, of those Niners kind of get ruled out. I guess it's official now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, e- even with it being seven points, I mean, I like the Packers in this game. I mean, I think that Aaron Rodgers is gonna um, he's gonna have a bounce back game. You know, I mean, with so many injuries for the 49ers, I mean, you got Nick Mullins, which I mean, he's more than capable of uh, of starting for the 49ers. I mean, he's kind of proved that this year. Whenever Jimmy G was. Uh, was injured, uh, but then you've got other injuries. You got Kittle; he's out. Um, you know, I mean, the Forty ers are down to their second or third team, team running back. I think Jamichael Hasty, a kid from Baylor, is actually playing and starting for him right now. But I mean, I like the Packers to have a, a bounce back game in this one, um, and I do. I I like them covering the the touchdown uh, as the points. Yep, I'm well. with you. Uh, I, I'm with you. I, I like the Packers, and I lean towards the over in this one. Again, we we mentioned it. You know, Mullins has been a very capable. Uh, backup QB in the NFL the last couple of years, and so I, I don't. I think he can still put up stats. I don't think that uh, the 49ers can probably win this game, but uh, uh, give me the Packers in the over on this one. I might have a little teaser on this one tomorrow night, Butter uh, Thursday night football. Maybe take the Packers in the over uh, on the tease there. But you know, moving ahead to Sunday, Butter, you know, probably maybe the arguably the marquee matchup. Um, would be that of the Seattle Seahawks traveling across the country to take on the Buffalo Bills. You know, so a West Coast team traveling to the East Coast at a noon kickoff there. We kind of see what well, we saw this past weekend uh, with the Rams, right, traveling to Miami, uh, and they were a little sleepy, couldn't get up in time for that one. But the Seahawks, three-point favorite in this one, uh, over-under total 54.5-55. Uh, your thoughts on Seahawks and Bills on Sunday in the noon slot, Butter? Man, I mean, I, I like both of these quarterbacks. I like Russell Wilson. I like Josh Allen. I mean, both of these guys can uh, can throw the ball really well, and they both uh, can get out of the pocket and run and do uh, design quarterback runs if you need to. Uh, but I do really, really like the Seahawks in this ball game. Um, I I think that they're going to cover the points as well. I think that they're just going to make a lot more plays. Uh, I, I mean, against a, against a good Bills defense, I mean, don't get me wrong, both of these teams are, are good football teams. Uh, and, I mean, I think that it's going to be an exciting football game to watch. But I like Russell Wilson. I like the Seahawks in this one. Yeah, I think both teams will get up for this one. And that whole, you know, West Coast going to the East Coast and for an early noon kickoff butter, I think there's something to it, man. There shouldn't be, right? These are professionals, and they get their bodies right, and they adjust the clocks and kind of get ready. But there always seems to be a little bit of a hangover effect by most of those West Coast teams. And so I love the over in this game. The Seahawks just play in shootouts. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they, every one of their like games yeah. seems, to, seems to kind of skew towards the over. And I think uh, 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 Josh Allen – 
Uh, Stephon Diggs will probably have big games in this one. And so I love the over, but give me the Bills. I think the Bills kind of find a way to win a close one here. The Seahawks tend to play in close games as well. Uh, But I think it comes down to the fourth quarter. I think both these quarterbacks are capable, although Russell Wilson obviously has the resume, and he's been there, done that uh, way more than young Allen has. But uh, I think the Bills find a way to pull one out here, a squeaker, and I love the over here. Lots of points in this one. Should be a lot of fun to watch on Sunday. Uh, But let's go to a game to where points may be at a premium, Butter, uh, and that would be the Chicago Bears at the Tennessee Titans. Again, Titans, two surprising, or well, maybe not two surprising losses, but a surprising loss this past weekend against the Bengals, but two losses in a row. Uh, They are favored in this one by six, uh, over under here 46 and a half. Bears and Titans, Butter, who you like in this one, man? Man, I like the Titans in this one. I mean, I... The Bears do have a good uh, defense, but I mean their offense is just not is just not that great. Does not score a lot of points. I mean um, the Titans. I mean I expect them to score about twenty points. Uh, Derrick Henry. I mean I think he'll have one or two touchdowns. I I think that the Tennessee will cover the points as well. I mean I would lean towards the under in this game because I think the game is going to be more like a 20 to 6, 20 to 10 ball game. Not a lot of points scored by either team, but I mean I like the Titans. I mean I do think that the Titans uh run game will be more difficult for the the Bears to stop and I think the Titans uh they play good defense as well. I mean against a uh kind of a slow sluggish Bears offense. I don't expect the Bears to score a lot of points in this game. Nope, I'm with you. And I think this I I can't imagine the Titans losing 3 in a row at this point. Uh, so, so give me the Titans. I, I think Vegas knows something here. I think they're trying to pump that line up a little bit uh, to to get us to pick the Bears at, at plus six right now. And so, uh, I'm with you. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Titans on this one. Uh, I, I think I think Tennessee's you know again I, kind of an unexplainable loss this weekend to the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow, I know he's kind of coming around, and uh, that that Bengals squad is kind of finding their footing there. Uh, but I'm I'm with you. I I like Tennessee in this one, and I would skew towards the under as well. Could have a similar feel to that Saints and Bears game from this past weekend, right? So kind of twenty to you know twenty three twenty maybe somewhere in that uh, that ballpark. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I mean I like the Titans to cover the spread, but maybe you know twenty three to to sixteen somewhere in that ballpark or something. But I, I think kind of a similar feel uh, vibe, if you will, uh, to that uh, Bears Saints game this past weekend. But let's go. We're heading to the dome, butter Ravens minus. Two and a half, minus three, depending upon the book, at Indianapolis. Uh, total here, 47 and a half. Uh, we talked about Indy looked really, really good this past weekend over the lines, 41-21. Ravens coming off that tough loss to division rival Pittsburgh. Um, your thoughts on Colts hosting the Ravens here. Again, Colts getting three points at home. Uh, who you like in this one, Butter? Man, I would lean towards the over in this game. I mean, I think there's going to be some points scored in this ball game. If you were going to ask me to bet today, I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I think this game very well could be a pick em at halftime. I mean, the Colts playing at home versus Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers has played pretty well for uh, his first year with the Colts. Uh, but then you've also got Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. that They're coming off of a loss that uh, very well could have could have been a win. I mean, if you if you make a play, uh, if you throw maybe a, a better ball or don't throw into triple coverage. So, Honestly, I mean, I like the Ravens in this game, but I think it could – I mean, I'm picking the Ravens, but I honestly feel like it could be the Ravens going down to win last second last second of the game, or it could be um, 
the Ravens defense intercepting Phillip Rivers uh, of the Colts. I mean, so, I mean, I think the, I think it'll come down to like the last couple of plays of the game. But I like the Ravens in this one. Okay. I, I kind of lean towards the Ravens as well, right? You got to think that they're going to bounce back after a tough loss against the Steelers. I, I like the over in this one. I think there's going to be some points scored here at 47, 47 and a half. Uh, the Colts have put up a lot of points here over the last couple of weeks. They're playing at home. Something's got to give here, right? Because the Ravens, they're undefeated on the road, 3 and 0. The Colts are undefeated at home, 3 and 0 at home. And so uh, somebody's going to give up that O from that standpoint. But uh, yeah, I, I would lean towards the Ravens on this one as well. Uh, I think they bounce back and they're, they're just just a little bit better than the Colts right now, but the Colts are trending in the right direction. So that might change in January uh, as these two teams kind of uh, progress and evolve over the next uh, couple of months. But let's head out West Butter. We talked about the Dolphins quite a bit leading up to this, uh, or earlier in the pod, I should say, uh, but Dolphins getting four and a half points on the road at the Arizona Cardinals. Total here, 47 and a half, 48, depending upon the book. Um, your thoughts on Dolphins and Cardinals, two young Stellar quarterbacks here on display, right? Tua Tungavailoa for the Dolphins. And our guy, Kyler Murray, former Sooner for the Cardinals. Who you like in this one, bud? Man, I mean, I really like Kyler Murray and uh, the Cardinals in this matchup. I mean, uh, the Dolphins, you know, I mean, I think Tua is going to be a very, very exciting player to watch. I don't think that the Dolphins uh, make as many plays this week on special teams or uh, on defense. Um, I like the Cardinals at home. Uh, I think that they're going to be just a little bit too much for the Dolphins. I'm with you. I, lo- I love the Cardinals in, in this spot, and I love the under, Butter. So we think back to this past weekend, you know, Dolphins put up 28 points. They beat the Rams 28-17. One of those was a defensive touchdown, and one of them was a special teams touchdown, right? So the Dolphins' offense didn't do a lot, uh, and you would expect them to be somewhat conservative with a rookie quarterback in there. But I think that Cardinals' defense is pretty good, man. I don't think they get the love and they, they don't get the credit that they probably deserve simply because of the Cardinals' offense, right? You think about Kingsbury, you think about Kyler Murray, you think about DeAndre Hopkins and all the stars that they have there. Uh, I think that Cardinals' defense is coming around. And so I like the Cardinals to win this game and cover the spread, but I really like the under here as well. I don't see the Dolphins putting up a lot of points. So I can see the Cardinals winning this, oh, 27-10, somewhere in that ballpark, 27-13. Uh, would be my my kind of pick for that game there. So I, I like Cardinals in the under on that one, but we get we got to make a pick on our team, butter again. They're 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 about as irrelevant as it gets at this point, but they're still our team. And the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers are coming to town, right? You think back to all those old school Super Bowl battles that these two squads have kind of had over the last 40, 50 years. You know, the Cowboys are a far cry from that. Steelers maybe not so much right now, but uh, Steelers a big favorite in this one, 14 and a half points. Uh, over under here, 42, 42 and a half. So not expecting a lot of points from the Cowboys, and that's probably right. Uh, but any chance the Cowboys cover the spread here, Butter? Man, I like the Steelers in this game. Uh, <laughs> I really would, I really like the uh, over, or excuse me, the under of 42 on this ball game. I think it's going to be like a 30 to three game. Um, maybe 30 to six if they can get Greg Zerline in, uh, into the red zone. <laughs> so not a lot of confidence in old Garrett Gilbert, huh? Ah, uh, no, I don't have any confidence in him. And I would take Pitt in this one because, uh, there is no reason for me to believe that, uh, <laughs> that we can, uh, keep up with the Steelers. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush proves me wrong, but, Man, I mean, like, like, like I've been saying, you know, I mean, since Dak Prescott is is not the quarterback, I mean, our receivers have went downhill. 
our running game has went downhill. I mean, you got to think halfway between the year right now. I mean, Amari Cooper, he's got 588 yards and hasn't uh, hasn't had a really great game the past two to three games. Ezekiel Elliott, 521 yards. He hadn't really had a great game the last couple games either. So, I mean, that offense um, is just not the same without uh, – without uh, Dak Prescott there. And, I mean, I think that they're going to struggle to score points in this game. And I think, I mean, the Steelers' defense, I mean, with who who we have matched up with whoever we have out there at quarterback, I mean, the quarterback is going to struggle uh, in this ball game. Yeah, I mean, I, from what I remember, Garrett Gilbert wasn't good at the University of Texas, so I don't know why that's going to change and he's going to be good at the NFL level. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm – I'm with you, Butter. I don't see any reason to not take the Steelers here. I'm probably I'm probably with you on the under as well. I think the Steelers kind of just squeeze the life out of the Cowboys in this one. Probably don't put up a ton of points themselves, uh, but I could see this being yeah, 23 to to 10, uh, 20 23 to to seven type of game or something. The Steelers do just enough uh, and then kind of go into uh, burn the clock mode. Uh, to kind of shorten this game and run it out quickly. But to try to try to get out of there without getting anybody hurt uh, might be a big thing for uh, Coach Tomlin there. But, uh, yeah, Steelers win this one uh, and win it comfortably. Uh, I'm with you. I, I will say this. I think Brett Favre and Jeff George are available, I mean, if they wanted to make the call. Well, Brett Favre, I mean, he would entertain that call, I think. Uh, you know, he <laughs> he, he, he seems to, to not want to hang it up. And so, uh, I mean, shit, it wouldn't be any – any worse than what uh, what we're looking at right now, right? So, uh, but um, well, let's go Sunday night football, butter, and in kind of a a, a marquee matchup here uh, as well. The NFC South, the New Orleans Saints uh, are an underdog here, so they're going down to take on TB12 uh, in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Saints getting five points, five and a half points, depending upon your book. The total here, 51 and a half. Uh, your thoughts on Saints and Bucks on Sunday night, butter, Antonio Brown. Signed last week. He's activated this week, so he he's going to play uh, in this game on Sunday Night Football. So I'm sure uh, uh, Collinsworth and the crew are excited about that because that'll give them a lot of talking points here. But rewind back to week one, Butter. Saints beat the Bucks in New Orleans in the Superdome. A couple mistakes, costly mistakes by Tom Brady there. But it seems like the Bucks are kind of heading in the right direction here and so probably deserve to be the favorite. Uh, but your thoughts on Saints and Bucks in this big NFC South divisional matchup, Bud? Man, I like the Buccaneers in this one. Uh, I think that they've finally uh, kind of figured out. Uh, Tom Brady has definitely figured out this offense. Knows when he needs to make plays, uh, and you know, I mean, he's knows how to make plays. I mean, he has actually kind of relied on Gronkowski a whole lot the last two to three weeks. Um, he's found his place in that offense as well. You got Mike Evans. Uh, you got two guys, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, who can help out with the run game. And then uh, with the Saints, you know, I mean, like we spoke about earlier, they're still trying to find a playmaker to to replace Michael Thomas, who who nobody knows if he's going to play this week. I did read something. I think Emmanuel Sanders is off of the COVID list, so they might have him back this week, but who knows. Uh, but I like – I like Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in this one, and I think that they cover this. Like like uh, like you were talking about the first um, the first game against the Saints. Um, you know, I mean, a couple plays that the Buccaneers could have made them, I and they could have won that game as well. Yeah, so, I mean, pick I, six, I think. Yes, right? I, so, yeah, I, yeah. I think the Buccaneers win this ball game. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I think the Saints 
without Michael Thomas, they've had to work, you know, Coach Coach Payton, Sean Payton, they had to really work hard to manufacture points, it kind of feels like. And so without Michael Thomas to stretch the field, um, you know, Drew Brees has kind of been forced to kind of dink and dunk it and then rely on big plays on from Alvin Kamara, right, through screen passes or mm-hmm. something along those lines to make a couple guys miss and kind of break off uh, a long run. And he did that a couple of times against the Bears this past uh, Sunday uh, and kind of helped them win that game there. But – I'm with you. I like the Bucks in this one. Um, I don't know, revenge factor, if you want to call it that, from what happened in week one. But I think the Bucks are just starting to gel, starting to come together. Uh, and you called it, Butter. You like this team, you know, in preseason, you know, going way back eight weeks ago saying, hey, look, I, I think this team might make a Super Bowl run, to be honest with you. And at the time, I, I thought you were a little – bullish or maybe overzealous on that but i think that they're rounding into form and so i think it between the seahawks bucks and packers uh, i i really think in the nfc right now uh, would be the three teams that have a legitimate shot there uh, on the uh, nfc side of it but i'm with you give me the bucks to win give me the bucks to cover i tend to skew towards the under here uh, in this game i think the offenses get so much um, attention here with TB12 uh, and then Drew Brees on the Saints side. But I don't think the Saints offense is, is what we think it should be or what we remember it to be. And so I think that's maybe inflating the value just a hair here. So give me the under, uh, but I like the Bucks to win the game. So, uh, well, Butter, it's time. Maybe we got to make some uh, fantasy picks. Well, wait. Uh, who do you got on Monday Night Football? Oh, Monday Night Football. Okay, well, yeah, that's fair. I, I, I didn't have that on the big board. My apologies. We got Patriots and Jets on Monday Night the Football. The 2-5 and five Patriots versus um, the 0-8 Jets. Yeah, kind of a stinker of a game for Monday Night Football, right? So, I mean, the Jets, whoever they're involved with, it kind of turns into a stinker of a game because they suck so bad. But I, I, you got to think the Patriots win this game, right? So they, they need it really, really bad. Uh, I, I would take the Patriots here. They're seven-point favorite. Uh, the total here, 42-and-a-half. I love the under because I don't think the, the Jets are going to score a lot of points, and I don't think the Patriots are either. But give me the Pats now. Who do you like? I like the Patriots. I think okay. the Jets got one of those uh, little crystal balls that you shake. Am I going to win? Am I going to win? And uh, it's popping up. Uh it does With not a magic eight ball, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Outlook not so good, right? So, yeah, I think that's a fair way to put it. They might go over, butter. They are not good at football. Um, and again, I guess maybe that's the only thing that we can say as Cowboys fans. Like, well, it could be worse. We could be Jets fans, right? So, uh, we got that going for us, but always a silver lining. But um, let, let's make some fantasy picks for week nine, bud. And before we do that, we got to go back to last week, week eight. I got you again, Butter. So a close game here, 133 to 126 on the fantasy picks. Uh, you had a huge game from Pat Mahomes, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Again, I don't want his mom getting mad at me, so he's she prefers Patrick. So we'll call him Patrick. Uh, 37 points there. And then, you know, the rest of your guys, Mike Evans had caught a touchdown. He was worth 17 points. But the rest of the guys are all in single digits for the most part, uh, kind of let you down. Uh, I was backed by a big bounce-back game from Russell Wilson. We thought that that would happen. He was worth 29 points. Then Devontae Adams continues to be on a tear for the Packers uh, since he kind of came back healthy. And then that Eagles defense, Butter, was the difference, right, against our Cowboys on a Sunday night football from this past week. Again, the fumble recovery for a touchdown uh, kind of propped them up uh, and gave me a close, hard-fought seven-point victory over you in fantasy. And I've been faring much better against you in NFL fantasy than I have in college fantasy, although I got off the schneid against you in college this past week as well. So kind of a a, a, a double whammy for you this week, bud. I know. So uh, I guess, are you 5-1 and one in the NFL picks? Um, no, I think it's, uh, we, let's see, this would be week We've played eight weeks or seven weeks, right? Because we didn't make picks in week one because we were doing the preseason pod. So I think I'm five and two. 
I think you've won two weeks. So I think I think I'm five and two up on you in the NFL. And of course you're what six and one or five and one against me in college football. So you're kicking my ass in college. So about I guess it balances out there. It's kind of kind of strange that it's reversed that way. But you you yeah, you're usually the expert on NFL, and I usually get you on college. And so yeah, it's we're, it's 2020, right? So why would we expect anything different, right? Well, you the, got the, my the back against the wall this week. Yeah, so the, I, uh, I got to win one. The, so. the roles have been reversed, but I, I get honors here, so I'm going to go first uh, and pick us a couple quarterbacks here, butter. Uh, but give me Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, right? So I, I think that he's going to play well uh, at home against the Saints in that big important uh, NFC South divisional game and then also give me Deshaun Watson of the Texans right they're heading down to take on Jacksonville both these teams are one and six Uh, neither team is is having the season that they want Uh, but whenever these teams squared off a couple weeks ago right after Bill O'Brien got fired uh, the Texans kind of rolled up on the Jaguars and had a big offensive day and I think I picked Deshaun Watson that week as well uh, and he didn't do me wrong. So I'm going to go back to the well here and pick Deshaun Watson against the Jaguars as my QB, too. But who are your two quarterbacks uh, for this week, Butter? Uh, I'm going to go with Tom Brady of the Buccaneers. I like his matchup versus the Saints. And then I'm going to go with Cam Newton of the Patriots uh, versus the Jets. Um, like I said, you know, I mean, we were talking about Cam Newton uh, trying to make a play uh, last week and fumbled the ball. Um, I expect him to – to be able to run the ball against the Jets this week, um, and, I mean, I expect them to be able to throw it. I mean, the Jets don't play offense, don't play defense either one. I mean, they're, uh, like we've talked about for the, this will be the ninth week in a row, they are a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, no defense. Do they play special teams? I mean, maybe they're, are they good at least one phase? If you're if you're 0-8, maybe you're not good at anything, right? Oh, maybe so. they're good at, maybe not getting penalties or something. I don't maybe know. The, their punt team ought to be pretty good, right? Yeah. So they punt the ball a lot, but uh, let's go running back, Butter. And so, I think you and I, we, we're on the same page with one of these guys, and that's uh, James Conner, running back for the Steelers. Again, I think we would expect him to put up a decent day against our Cowboys, and I, I like the Steelers to run the ball a lot in this one. Again, they're going to kind of milk the clock, and they're going to do just enough, uh, which I think means a lot of rushing, uh, but maybe not so much passing for Big Ben, and that should be enough to win the game here. And then give me uh, Josh Jacobs running back for the Raiders against the Chargers. The Chargers, bless their hearts, uh, I think is the fourth week in a row that they've lost uh, after leading by double digits, I think. Um, and they're at home this week. You know, they're hosting the, the Las Vegas Raiders, but I think that Josh Jacobs will be heavily involved in the game here. And maybe the Chargers, they get off the schneid. Maybe they get a win at home. Uh, I like the Herbert kid. I think I think he's been really, really good. Uh, and I think they got a good one there. But uh, give me Jacobs to put on uh, a big performance against the Chargers uh, out in L.A. there. But who, who are your two running backs this week, Butter? Who you got toting the rock, Bud? Well, I like James Conner of the Steelers versus the Cowboys. I mean, me and your uh, spot on on that pick. Um, man, I really, really like Josh Jacobs of the Raiders as well. But uh, I think that David Johnson of the Texans – has a really, really good matchup this week against the Jaguars. You know, I mean, uh, both these teams come in at one and six. I think uh, Deshaun Watson and uh, and David Johnson are going to be able to move the ball against the Jaguars. You know, I mean, I think whenever, uh, like I said, I think the, the Texans, I mean, who have looked pretty good on offense this year. Um, They're better than one and six, right? Yes, That's a fair yes, way to put yes. it. Yeah. Um, and Johnson has really, really been – kind of the go-to guy the last three or four weeks. I mean, uh, whether it be running running the ball or uh, catching the ball, I mean, out of the backfield. I mean, him and uh, Watson have been kind of the bright spots of that offense. So, All right, well, let's go to wide receiver, Butter. And we've got a couple guys in the same game here, although we're on opposite sides of it. 
I'm going to go Stefan Diggs of the Buffalo Bills in that matchup against the Seahawks. Again, I love the over in this game. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this one. The ball kind of uh, uh, quarterbacks throwing the ball up and down the field. Uh, so give me Diggs to kind of break loose um, and, and get a couple of big plays there for the Bills. And then kind of a, maybe an off-the-board pick, uh, a little further down the uh, the fantasy rankings for most, but, but give me uh, Adam Thielen. Uh, the wide receiver for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. They're hosting the Detroit Lions this weekend, which the Lions don't have a great defense. We saw the uh, Colts put 41 up on them this past week. And I know it was all about Dalvin Cook last week in the uh, Vikings' big upset win over the Packers. I think the Lions will adjust and they'll try to take Dalvin Cook away. And, you know, you probably can't take him away because he's such a dynamic player, but I think they're going to try to contain him a lot more, which I think will lead to more opportunities for Thielen. Play action pass down the field to Cousins. Now, whether Cousins can actually hit him, <laughs> that'll be a different story. But I think they'll connect on a couple of big, long uh, passes there. And so give me Thielen as my wide receiver, too, this weekend, bud. But uh, who you got? Who are your two wide receivers uh, for Week 9 in fantasy? Well, I was just kind of looking at this, the matchups. Uh, so uh, you've got Diggs, which uh, he's playing the Seahawks. So I'm going to take Metcalf. And then in the other game, uh, you've got Thielen of the Vikings. I'm going to take Jones of the Lions. So uh, both of our matchups, I mean, I think all four of these wide receivers have really good matchups this week. Um, you know, I mean, it's just going to be who uh, – who catches the ball and who makes the most plays. Um, I like Marvin Jones as of late. Um, Stafford's been get, giving him the ball. Uh, he's kind of flown uh, under the radar. You know, I mean, the first um, – under the radar the first uh, six or seven games of the year. But then uh, Gall- Galladay got yeah, hurt. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, he's becoming a target, which, I mean, he's been a target for the Lions the last three or four years. I really do like his matchup, though, so – Okay, I like those picks. Well, well, one thing that we do agree on this week, Butter, is tied in. And we got the same guy, right? And that guy is Noah Fant, or Font. I think it's Font, right? So with the Denver Broncos, they're playing the Atlanta Falcons again. Atlanta, we've talked about them. They have not been good on defense. Um, haven't been good on offense of late, too. So they've kind of struggled uh, on both sides of it. But uh, I like uh, Noah Font, uh, Iowa, I think, right? So it's where mm-hmm. he came out of a Hawkeye, um, which produces a lot of good tight ends. Uh, but I think he's going to put up uh, good points against the Falcons. And I guess you do, too, right? Yeah, I do. I mean, like, I, I like him. I mean, he's on one of my fantasy football teams. Um, I, I I like him. I mean, he, he's been hurt. Uh, I think he was hurt for three or four games. Um I know one of them, I think, was a concussion. But, I mean, he's back. I mean, I think he got targeted um, seven or eight times last game. I don't think he got in the end zone. But, I mean, he looked really, really good. Um, you know, I mean, they, they like to go to him uh, quite a bit, you know, I mean, because that offense up there is just so young. You got a young quarterback. But I really do like him. Uh, and I like his matchup as well. Okay. Well, let's go to the flex position, Butter. And who's going to be the X factor? I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins uh, of the Cardinals, right? So we talked about them hosting the Dolphins. You and I both like the Cardinals to win that game. Uh, I like the under from a total standpoint, but uh, I think it's simply because I don't think the Dolphins are going to score a lot of points. And so uh, I like uh, Kyler Murray to hook up with our guy DeAndre Hopkins, probably six, seven, eight, nine targets here, uh, probably uh, close to 100 yards and maybe a touchdown there. So give me DeAndre Hopkins. Give me Nuke uh, as my flex. But who you got in the flex position this week, bud? And I'm kind of going off of a pick that you picked last week. Uh, I like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire of the Chiefs versus the Panthers. Um, I kind of think he has a bounce-back game rushing the ball this week. Um, you know, I mean, 
uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna score their points. Um, and uh, but I mean, one of the one of the main and key factors uh, of having a good pass game is to being able, being able to run the ball and kind of spread things out and open it up. And uh, I think that's what they do with Clyde Edwards. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire this week. Sorry, I got tongue tied. Yep. No, that's yeah, it's hard to say, right? So <laughs> a lot, a lot of, a lot of syllables and a lot of hyphens in that name. But uh, yeah, I think that's a good pick. And I, I just missed him last week, right? So uh, I thought he would uh, put up a lot of points last week, but it was all Patrick Mahomes, and they threw the ball all over the place. And so you're right, there might be a bounce back there, and they're going to run the ball a little bit more against the Panthers uh, at home uh, this weekend. So I like that pick. And, and going along with that pick, butter, uh, give me Harrison Butker as my kicker uh, for the Chiefs again. I think the Chiefs going to put up some points. He might get a couple of field goals several extra points as well for that high-powered, dynamic Chiefs offense. And so give me Butker as my kicker. But who do you got kicking the ball this weekend, bud? I like Brandon McManus. So we like butts and ass this week, I guess. <laughs> Anus. <laughs> well, this, uh, it reminds me of the Iowa State kicker, right? Connor yeah. uh, Ass Alley, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> ass Alley, yeah. <laughs> we can probably come up with a couple more if we think about it for a minute. So. You know I mean? I, I like McManus in this one. Um, you know, I mean, last week, I mean, the – they they pulled off a, a victory over the Chargers, thirty one to thirty. You know, I mean, um, and they their offense kind of spreads the ball around a little bit. Um, and the Broncos are kind of one of those teams. I mean, they're either going to put up a lot of points or they're going to kick a lot of field goals, which uh, that's what McManus does. He does he kicks the ball really well, so I really like him. We got to go defense, butter. Defense wins championships, and so it won won me the fantasy pick them last week against you with the Eagles defense, and so I'm going to follow a trend. I know you're going to follow a trend as well, but my trend is going to be uh, uh, stacking up the defense against our hapless Dallas Cowboys. So give me the Pittsburgh Steelers as my defense this weekend. Again, I just whether it's Danucci, whether it's uh, Cooper Rush, whether it's Garrett Gilbert. I mean, hell, they might bring back Danny White at this point. I don't know. Uh, who, whoever they bring back, Butter, the Cowboys just aren't going to score a lot of points this weekend. So give me the Steelers as my defense. But, uh, again, you're you're on trend here. Who do you got as your defense? I'm going to go with the Patriots. So, like you said, this might be a trend that uh, we start using. I mean, your, your pick might be whoever played the – Whoever plays the Cowboys, my pick's probably going to be whoever plays the Jets. <laughs> probably safe picks uh, from a defensive standpoint. Uh, uh, and so uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are out there thinking the same thing. It's like, well, who, who are the Jets playing this weekend? That's going to be the defense I'm going to go pick up on waivers if if they're available. But, uh, yeah, uh, probably two pretty solid defensive picks there uh, on that front. But, uh, uh, well, Butter, again, we're at 55 minutes here. Man, we're getting up against it on time. And I think we've just about covered our bases here, bud. So uh, that's going to do it all for week nine. Uh, nine here on the uh, fantasy professionals uh, football podcast but for our listeners out there butter uh, how can how can they get at you man so twitter facebook instagram where are they at throw the handle out there brother and uh, how can they get some fantasy football advice from you okay i'm on twitter at jeremy underscore van curen or aka the fantasy professional and that is j-e-r-e-m-y underscore v-a-n-c-u-r-e-n Get out there, man. Hit hit up uh, the fantasy professional himself. Uh, all kinds of good advice, and uh, and Butter's always good for a good joke on uh, Twitter uh, or Instagram or all the other fun stuff as well. So I, I see a bunch of them in text messages, but not all of those are PG, so some of those are R-rated. So uh, we'll, we'll be careful about posting those out there on Twitter. But uh, uh, as always, brother, appreciate you being in studio with me again, and I look forward to doing it again next week. And again, while this will wrap it up for this episode, everyone, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going and to also keep up with everything we're doing over 
over at the Sports Pros Network. Check us out at fantasysportspros.com uh, or on Twitter at sports underscore pros or now on, on Instagram at fantasysportspros. And remember, that's pros with an E, P-R-O-S-E. Enjoy the games this week. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Take care, everyone.